Do you sometimes struggle to feel really present when you're with your partner? Or do you find sometimes that you think your partner isn't really present with you? Today, we're talking about the importance of being fully present with your partner and how to do it. If you'd like to find out more about how to improve your relationships, head over to therelationshipmaze.com. And for more about this website, head over to therelationshipmazepodcast.com and press subscribe right now. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're talking about the importance of being present when you're with your partner. So what do you mean by that when you say being present? It's one of these terms that gets bandied around a lot, but what does it actually mean? It does. Well, I mean, it it does get bandied around, doesn't it? And I think actually just before we get into that as well, it's like you don't have to be in a relationship in terms of the importance of being present as well. It could be if, if you're dating, if you really want to enjoy being kind of dating, then being present there is also key because, you know, one of the things... That, that tends to happen. I think one of the problems in many relationships is mm. we spend a lot of time in our heads worrying about mm. what might happen in the future. Yeah. It's like, you know, in relationship, when you go, when people are dating, when they're single, they're thinking, is this the right person? Will they kind of phone me back? Or, mm. you know, when you're there thinking, you know, all these different thoughts about what might be. Yeah. Um, and then sort of, you know, does this person like me? Uh, and then worries about thinking about things from the past, like, you know, well, I've had bad things like this happen in the past when someone said something like that to me. Mm. And we have all these thoughts about what has happened and what might happen that go through our minds that, that often take us away from being right there. And it's only right there that we really have uh, the capacity to, to feel more kind of sense of fulfillment, enjoyment or whatever it is, uh, you know, and, and in a relationship. As well, you know, a lot of conflict is based on uh, stuff that's going on in our minds that may not even be to do with what's actually happening, but kind of memories or thoughts or fears about what might happen but hasn't happened. But we read those things into the situation, mm. which stop us from really being with our partner at that time. So when you say being in the present, you are talking about being in this moment, being in the present tense, yeah, not not. Uh, not engaging with your partner in terms of being driven by past experiences or future worries and anxieties or uncertainties. Yeah. But just being here right now. Yeah, and I think that's you know, the really amazing thing is that humans have this amazing capacity to be one of the only species that can kind of think about potential problems in the future mm. or remember things from the past. And, you know, we can go out uh, and, and, and go on holiday somewhere to a wonderful beach with a beautiful sunset, sunset with somebody that, that we love, but spend all our time just worrying about, like, should I, did I do that at work? Did I finish that yeah. thing? Or what's going to happen? Yeah. So we can take away our sense of really having that connection with what's happening now mm-hmm. because of what goes on in our heads. And our capacity to be able to be present with actually what's happening now is our ability to tap into a huge way of, of really feeling for what, what's related to happening right now. So how do we do that? I mean, it's large. It's not just the head, isn't it? So being present is largely not to do with thinking. Is that right? Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I suppose there is the perception of what's going on, that it's being tuned into what's going on at the moment. And we'll talk about that. And I think another key thing with this Mm. as well, and this is also problematic in relationships, is, and we've probably referred to this in other podcasts, is that sometimes we don't really know what we are feeling. Yeah. So many people, you know, they, they react to things and, you know, the, the partner says something or someone you're on a date with says something or texts you something and we read things into it and react to it as if this message was the only thing we're reacting to. And what I mean by that is we're not only reacting to those mm-hmm. things usually, we're reacting to our past experience yeah. of yeah. what happened before. Yeah. So often we overreact. And so... I think being present is also about having that capacity to tune into what are the real feelings you're having, what's really going on inside of ourselves now, right now, so we can be aware, are we reacting to the situation now, mm-hmm. or am I maybe overreacting because I'm bringing all of these memories from the past as well? Yeah, so that's a really good point. That sort of relates to this notion of self-awareness, doesn't it? This yeah. sense of... I'm aware of what I am experiencing in this moment, what I am feeling in this moment, and I also have the capacity to not only just think in this moment, but to think about my thinking, to reflect on my thinking, to think about why am I thinking or feeling like this in this moment. That's when I then maybe make some connections to the past, right? Yeah, let's give an example. So like, say, for example, somebody's on a date and Mm. they see the person sitting opposite them and that other person is looking at you in a certain way. And in your mind, you're thinking, Mm. oh, they don't like me. I I know they don't like me or I know they're kind of just, uh, they're bored of me or I'm boring. And there's that, sometimes we get caught up in that thought thinking that it's real rather than being able to kind of realise I'm having this thought now. And this thought comes from the past, Mm. but it's not true. Your thoughts are part of your experience. Like this today, whatever time of the day it is for you right now, you've already had hundreds and maybe thousands of thoughts. Some of them just part come and go. They're not, you don't hold on to them. But some of us hook us in, some of those thoughts hook us into them. And those things from the past that maybe we've been told at times by significant people in our lives that have this profound effect and make us believe that we're not good enough, that we're boring, that we're not lovable. Mm. And so these are the things that you might be in at a date or with your partner and suddenly this thought comes into your mind that's Mm. maybe triggered by the way the other person says something, looks or whatever it is, Mm. which may or may not have that meaning, Mm. but that thought pops into our head and suddenly we think, I'm boring, I'm not lovable or they're kind of, they're undermining me or whatever it is. And I think the important thing is being present is about being aware, is this really going on right now or is this a memory? Is this a feeling that's coming up for me that's maybe a a kind of past feeling? So it's being able to scan that and have that awareness. And then when you're aware of that, you can respond to it more appropriately in the here and now. Okay, so it's being quite clear about uh, when you are conflating past and present. Yeah. Yeah. So when, you know, what's what really is what I'm experiencing now, what I was experiencing then, and I think it's happening again, or is it actually a completely different experience? It's quite hard to do that, isn't it? It is, and I think that's why it's so important to practice it, because Mm. the more we can do that, the Mm. more capacity we have to... um, well, to, to develop closer relationships, mm. the more capacity we have to 
to be able to live a life where we're more flexible in what we do and mm-hmm. kind of have a more fulfilling life. Yeah, because we often get trapped in those thoughts and emotions from the past, thinking that it, it's the way that things are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've worked with so many people uh, who, you know, they've, through childhood and things that have happened, they are led to believe that they're not lovable, that they're not good enough, that they're boring, or whatever it happens to be. Mm. And they go through their life believing that sure. because they've been told that or you know, implied that when they were younger. Mm. And they act as if it's true now. And even when they're shown love, and this is the key, is that we can receive love from somebody else, but if you believe that you're unlovable, it doesn't matter how much somebody says they love you, you don't really believe it fully. Yeah, and it's a sort of process, isn't it? What you're describing there is also a kind of a staged process that before you can challenge that, before you can actually think, uh, think well, actually, is this thought really relevant or appropriate? You have to notice it first, or you have to catch it first. You have to catch the feeling first, the sense of, oh, this is what I'm experiencing right now. So you have to do this kind of, attuning to what's going on inside me here yeah yeah what am i what am i feeling and what i'm i'm starting to feel really uncomfortable i'm starting to feel a bit scared i'm starting to feel anxious for example um to first of all notice that because if you haven't got any sense of that then you're not going to catch catch yourself out so to speak yeah yeah that's the starter isn't it having that and then you can do the thinking bit the reflecting bit oh uh i notice i'm feeling anxious do, is this a situation where I actually have to feel anxious? Is this merited? Is there is this a situation where um, I'm feeling threatened, for example? Why might I be, feel, be feeling like this, etc., etc.? So that's the kind of reflective bit that can follow then. Yeah, yeah so it's being all catching the thought and, and mm-hmm. realizing it's a thought or feeling because sometimes we just mm-hmm. don't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, you're th- if we're thinking, oh, they don't like me, they don't love me, they're trying to... Um, they, they think I'm boring or whatever it mm. is it's mm. first of all thinking actually I'm having the thought that mm. they think mm. I'm boring or yeah. there's just just I'm just having that thought yeah. and I don't know where just can be good too because mm. just there's just that thought that I'm kind of not lovable yeah because yeah. that's so, all it is yeah it's a thought and we you know it's like recordings we keep replaying that we've mm. we've recorded in our past experience but may not relate to what's happening right now mm. Yeah, and I think one of the really kind of useful ways to develop some of these skills of being more present is in some of the activities that mindfulness teaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I love, for example, uh, one practice that I often recommend to my clients um, is a practice from Daniel Siegel, Dr. Dan Siegel, who I really love. He's a psychotherapist a neuroscientist, and he's got this practice which is called the Wheel of Awareness. You might want to look it up, where... He basically um, gives you a set of tasks um, uh, um, that enable you to focus on what's happening inside me. What kind of awareness do I have? What do I feel? What do I think? What do I experience in the moment? Um, And when you do this regularly, I mean, I I did it, actually it's a while ago that I did it regularly, but I'm thinking of kind of revisiting it because it's such a brilliant practice. You really do notice more. You're more aware of what's going on in here and what's going on out there for you. Um, It's basically a sort of practice that enables you to focus on different aspects of awareness. So Wheel of Awareness, brilliant practice. 
Yeah, that sounds great. And I think it is that awareness. What's what's going on now and what's going on in terms of a thought? Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of mindfulness practice will get someone to focus on their breathing. So the feel of the breath, the movement in the rib cage, because that's something that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And as you do the practice, you keep putting your attention back into the breath because that's what's going on at the moment. Now, some people struggle with the whole kind of mm. concept of mindfulness. Mm. And I think, mm. you know, for what we're talking about, it's it's not mindfulness as in a spiritual practice. It's mm. mindfulness as in an, an attention an attention practice. Yeah, looking inside. Yeah, and you might think, well, I'm not very good at attending. And that's why you want to practice these things and mm. also realize that even if the first time you only keep your attention on the thing for two seconds, mm. that's fine. Mm. Next time, or after you've done this five times, even if that attention has only grown to four seconds, that's progress because increasing your capacity to attend to what's going on right now takes practice mm. because we're in a world where there's so many distractions. You know, there's constantly social media, different reality shows. You know, there's so much going on mm -hmm. that I think generally uh, most people's attention has become less focused. Absolutely. It's really hard, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, another really brilliant program is the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program uh, by um, Kabat-Zinn, which is John Kabat-Zinn, which is also a fabulous program. For those of you who've done it, you know what I'm talking about. And that takes you through these different stages because mindfulness is something that you have to practice. It really is doesn't come just like that. It really requires quite a lot of uh, input from you and, and getting used to this whole idea of slowing down and doing something. Just doing something, just noticing, for example, when you're eating uh, a raisin, that's one of the practices, notice what the raisin might feel like in your mouth, what the taste is like, the texture, etc. Um, so there are different kind of techniques that you can use here to practice mindfulness. Yeah, and... You know, the, the key thing is that it's not about not having thoughts mm -hmm. and not trying to stop thoughts. You just are aware when you're having a thought and just internally just acknowledging, well, there's the thought or mm -hmm. there's a feeling mm -hmm. and just noticing what's going on internally. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you do that, you can then allow those thoughts to kind of move on past. Mm -hmm. There's an exercise in acceptance and commitment therapy, so ACT, mm -hmm. which is, uh, I think, leaves on a stream. And you might be able to find recordings online of people taking you through that, mm -hmm. which is great, where you basically, you close your eyes, you tune into your breathing, and then when you become aware of a thought, you imagine placing that thought onto a leaf, putting that leaf onto a stream, and letting that leaf begin to gradually flow down the stream. So that thought, thought gets taken away on the stream. Mm. So we're aware of the thought, then we externalise it, we create some distance from it, and it moves on past. And then you put your awareness back into your breath. And this is great. These sort of exercises are really great at helping you to increase your ability to pay attention. Mm. Yes, um, or the idea of, of clouds in the sky is a nice one, isn't it? Just yes, the same, same Yeah, same exercise, idea, yeah. isn't it? Um, Particularly when you ha often have very anxious thoughts that take up a lot of energy, just notice that you have them and let them just drift past like a cloud in the sky. Yeah, 
And it's not always easy because we sometimes get really hooked into those thoughts. Yeah. But it's about practicing mm-hmm. and finding the right sort of images for you, like whether it's a leaf, whether it's a cloud, mm-hmm. whether it's imagining your thoughts. Um, for somebody I worked with, they wanted to imagine them on trains, mm-hmm. like moving past. So mm-hmm. whatever works for you, it's finding something with that. But it can be really powerful to do this. Mm-hmm. Even as you walk down the street, start putting more attention into what's happening right now. So... When you're aware that you're thinking about the work that you haven't done, the bills that you haven't paid, start to be aware, actually, I'm having these thoughts about the bills, then put your awareness into the feeling of walking down the street. So the feeling of your heels as they touch the ground, Mm. the movement, and different feeling as your heel of your foot moves to the ball of the foot, Mm. the movement in your legs as you walk. Mm. Become aware of the feel of the air against you. Mm. Even the smells around you, mm. which sometimes, you know, if you're in a city, may not be that pleasant, but be aware of that. Mm. Um, be aware of the sounds, the colours of flowers or the different uh, types of architecture around you. Mm. So really put your attention into what's happening right now. Mm. Because again, by practising this, and like I said, it's not always easy, mm. but practising it, you will be able to increase your attention span with practice. Mm. And that means when you're with your partner, you know, when your partner's talking to you, you can really put your attention into what's being said and not keep your mind on other things. Yeah, or keep your mind being preoccupied with interpretations of what your partner might be saying because of um, old material that's getting triggered for you. Yeah. So it's really, I mean, I think that's where it's really helpful, isn't it, to enable the distinction between past and present. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, taking in sort of in a relationship other sort of more sensual kind of activities like, you know, having sex. It's, mm. again... That really being able to enjoy fully that experience is about taking your mind from the past to the future and feeling what's happening right now. Yeah, just rather than thinking about what you're going to cook for dinner afterwards, yeah? Yeah, or kind of worrying about, am I doing this right? Am I kind of, am I going to be performing right? Or whatever it might be for men or different things for women. there's so much anxiety in this, yeah. Yeah, it could be lots lots of anxiety based around this. And when you put your attention into every feel, every kind of caress, and really experience that fully, you know, the whole experience can be heightened hundredfold. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, so we're just touching on some of these things. We might talk a bit more about uh, mindfulness and maybe even at some point go through a mindfulness exercise in, 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 in another podcast. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we'll leave it there for now. Yeah, so we're going to wrap this up today. And please press subscribe. Um, tune in next week we'd really kind of love to kind of have you back next week and please share this with any friends Uh, and we look forward to speaking with you next week take good care until then bye